What's up, family? It's your boy. It's your cousin. It's your uncle. It's your brother. Who you want to call me? It's JD, and I'm back with another episode of Healing Conversations. Uh, it's been a journey. It's been good, y'all. I I don't. The last time I was on Healing Conversations, I'm, I y'all know I do a little quick debrief or a quick little segment in the beginning. The last time I did it, um, it was right around the time I was on a 40-day fast. And so I missed my um, first year anniversary of this podcast. And I did not get to broadcast it on social media, anything like that, because I was fasting. However, I just want to say thank you for your continual support, continual listen listenership. I think that's the word. Thank you for just continuously listening to this podcast. If it wasn't for you, I would not be where I am today with this podcast, and I'm I'm getting teary-eyed right now because I'm just so grateful. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it, y'all, because I don't know how long I will be on this podcast, but I have a word that I feel like the Lord gave me this week, and it's simple. It is get your life back. Get your life back. Most of you know back in 2020, the beginning of 2020, is it 20? Yeah, the beginning of 2020, a traumatic event happened to me. And um, I was still, and still is paying the price from uh, the trauma that came from this event that happened in my life. And um, I was just reflecting last week as because I am going through therapy right now. And I was reflecting on where my life was prior or um, after this traumatic event. And I, after this happened, in January and in July, or the pandemic hit in March, and then I moved to Dallas, Texas in July, and then I started work in August or September rather. But we're still living in the middle of a pandemic as a, and I was a first year teacher, so all of these emotions going everywhere, and it was triggering a lot of things in me, and I even started to deal with depression, and the depression stemmed from the PTSD that came from the traumatic event that happened. Now I know that was a mouthful, but you get the point, and. So there were some days that I literally could not, if I did not have to clock in for work, I could not get myself out of bed. I started putting on more weight and I could not get into the gym and I just started living like I would literally feel ill. And um, it was even to the point where I wouldn't even go outside to go get food. I kept Uber Eats app on my phone and I would Uber Eats something to my home on Saturdays because I didn't have to clock in. So I would literally sit there and um, I'll get out of the bed, Uber eat something, move to the couch, watch a TV show, sleep my day away. And then do, it was a cycle every weekend. And I started to notice this cycle. And this is encouraging for those that are dealing with depression right now. I started to notice this cycle and I didn't like it. And I started to look in the mirror and become insecure with how I looked. I started um, feeling sad and down and just yeah, it wasn't me, right? And so as I noticed this, I took initiative and um, there were several things that happened 
um, to get free from this. And I'm still like dealing with it some days and some days are better than others, but I can tell you I'm not where I used to be. And so um, there's two, two things that helped me get out of this. I took initiative and I started therapy. Therapy really helped. And if you, you listen to my podcast faithfully, you will notice that I always mention go to therapy, go to therapy, go to therapy, because it helps. Um, and so, and then one Sunday morning, I was going to a local church here in, in Texas, and I almost could not get myself out of bed to go to church. And I, I started, I actually stopped going to church because I just could not get out of bed. So one Sunday, I'm like, oh my gosh, let me go to church. And I felt the same way. And I told God, I said, God, I need you to break this off of me because I don't like how I feel. And I will never forget that Sunday in worship, in worship, I started singing. And I don't sing on a praise and worship team or anything. Most of you know, um, I don't I don't consider myself a singer, but people know that I sing and I I just I, I do sing to the Lord, if you will. And so that Sunday I was just singing in worship, like giving him my own sound. And I literally felt myself, felt God break the chains of depression off of me. I'm getting chill bunch just talking about it. And so after that, I was in worship and I, after service, this man that was sitting beside me and my job, I was going to this church by myself. This man sit beside me. He said, um, you have a unique sound and God is using your voice and blah, 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 blah. And just saying these, this prophetic word over me. And little did he know that just confirmed that God was breaking this um, depression off of my life. Thank you, Jesus. And so in that very moment, I knew that I had to get my life back. I start reflecting on what my life was before this traumatic event that happened. And I, I started to think about all the joy that I had and all the friendships that I had and all the, the days I just woke up and I could easily get out of bed and do this and do that, right? And I, in that moment, said, I'm going to take my life back. So I want to encourage somebody who's listening on the other end of this podcast that you need to take initiative and say, okay, you know what? I'm going to get my life back. What does that look like for you? Well, let me go back to the word of God. I don't know if I mentioned on this podcast about Jonah and how the Lord gave them a, um, a, a word that you need to go to this city and preach. And Jonah went the opposite direction. So Jonah was on the boat. Most of you know the story. Jonah was on the boat. Then the boat got crazy, the waves and everything. And they're like, oh my God, what's going on on this boat? And so they start throwing everything that they had put, um, they boarded on the boat because they're thinking it's the weight limit. But they're like, no, that didn't work. So why is this happening to us? Jonah was sleeping. They woke him up. Hey, what is going on? So Jonah ended up getting, long story short, getting swallowed up by this big old fish. Some people say the well, and I, I've never um, studied theology in school, so I don't know if it was a well or actual big fish or whatever, a shark, whomever. But <laughs> um, I say that because different translations say different things. And so um, Jonah gets swallowed up by this well. And in that moment when Jonah life hit rock bottom, when he was in that dark place, Jonah took initiative to get his life back. So what do you mean? If you're in a dark place, <laughs> if you're in a low place, if you're in a place where you may feel insecure, where you feel like your voice isn't heard, or even if you're in a place where you feel like you've left God, it is not too late to say, God, I want my life back. Because sometimes the end 
enemy will like to put you in these places, right? Or sometimes we put ourselves in predicaments and we start to blame God for how we're feeling when he's like, yo, I've been telling you the whole time what you need to do, but yet you're running in the opposite direction. I've been told you to start that business, yet you're trying to do something else. Yet you're trying to do something else. I've been told you to go back to school, yet you're trying to do something else. You figure you try you can't figure out why you're so unhappy. God has called you to do something, and if you're running from it, you will not be happy. But can I tell you something? It's not too late to get your life back. If you're in a low place, if you're in a dark place, get your life back. Well, let's start with number one. How do you get your life back? Refocus your relationship with God. Make sure it that your eyes are on Him and that you're set on Him spiritually, because sometimes we can get so caught up in the world and listen to the world and listen to people around us that we can lose our attention and take our focus off God when we've gotten on the wrong track. That's why we're unhappy because you lost your main source of strength and joy. Step into the joy of the Lord with me, will you? And so I would encourage you to sit down and really, really reconsider and realign your relationship with God because that's going to make an impact. God gives us direction. And if you don't have a relation, do you talk to people who you don't have a relationship with? No. So what makes you think that you're going to have a conversation with God when you don't even have a relationship or even acknowledge him? Mm. Ain't that good right there? So just because I see somebody in the store, I may say, hey, how you doing? So you may say, God, thank you for breath in my lungs. And that's it. And that's the only encounter y'all have. But if I sit there and I see somebody that I possibly know, I may say, hey, how you doing? What you been up to? What your family been up to? What your cousin them been doing down there? Pookie and Ray Ray Neal. What they been up to? So when you have a relationship with somebody, that can be that can open the door for more conversations. What do you mean? When you have a relationship with God, that can open the door for more conversations between you and him so he can get you on the right path. He can break that depression off of you. He can break those suicidal thoughts off of you. He can break that insecurity off of you. He can break all these things off of you because now you have recentered and realigned your relationship with him. You hear me when I say this? Step two, what can you do? I know I'm moving a little fast, but I told you there's a word that's been in me for a few days. I've been sitting on this. Step two, have a conversation with somebody around you. What do you mean? Well, I didn't know that I was dealing with depression until I actually went to a therapist. (laughs) So sometimes you need people around you, not only, not only to identify what's going on and what's happening, but who's going to hold you accountable. Right. And so my therapist, I realized she held me accountable. She always held me accountable. This is the work you need to do. This is how you need to fix this. And I'm going to hold you accountable. Make sure you do this. And we're going to follow up in our next session. So what you need to do is find a group of people, someone around you who will literally hold you accountable. So if you have certain triggers that triggers your depression, that triggers your anxiety, they're making sure that you're staying away from that. Or how are you coping? How are you dealing with these? things. Or you may need somebody to be in your ear like, yo, did you get into God's word today? Did you have a conversation with God today? Did you do this? Did you do that? So that person can literally hold you accountable because sometimes we we, we need people. The word says that iron sharpens iron, right? So I can't 
try to sharpen myself without people around me, you know, helping sharpen the saw. Ugh, my school used that term all the time, sharpen the saw. So what are you doing to sharpen yourself? So get your life back. Do you know that Proverbs 18 and 21 states that the power of life and death lies in your tongue? So sometimes, most times, all the time, you have to be careful as to how you speak because your tongue has power. So, and the Bible says, anything a man thinketh, so is he. So if you think that thing, then um, you may be just that. So I'm trying to encourage you the power of life and death lies in your tongue. So you have power to take control over your emotions. Can I give you an example? There have been several times where I've had bad days, right? And not even dealing with depression, but that's just like with work, with life and things going chaotic. One time I, um, I'll give you an example. I was um, on my way from a, a store and my phone had messed up and I just had moved here to Texas. Um, it was a few months in. And I was on my way back home and I was using my GPS, but my GPS could not take me in the right direction. And I end up figuring it out. And um, because I'm very observant, so I just was like, I remember taking this road doing this seven third. So I get on the highway and as I'm on the highway, boom, something hits my car. And so as something hits my car, I'm like, oh my gosh, my day is just, I feel like my day is going downhill. But instead of me, stopping and saying, oh, I'm having a horrible day. It couldn't get any worse than this, dude. <laughs> Instead of me saying anything like this, what did I do? I took initiative and I started praying that this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will continuously, I will rejoice and continuously be glad in this day that nothing in this world, no thing, no, no assignment from hell, no assignment from the enemy can distract me or take my joy away in this day. And Instantly, because I prayed that out of my mouth and I even started to command, I command the joy of the Lord to fall on me in the name of Jesus. Like you command these things out of your tongue and guess what happens? It works. So can I encourage you to look yourself in the mirror and you break that junk off of you. I am not depressed. I am not suicidal. And no, you're not in denial. You're just preparing for what is to come. You're prepared. You're setting yourself up for success. My God, do you hear me when I say so? Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and speak over yourself. You know that old gospel song, Encourage Yourself? Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. You got to do that. Sometimes you got to literally encourage yourself. So get your life back. Think about when you was real happy, when you had that joy. Make it, make yourself mad that you're not in that place no more so, so that you can get back in that place or even on a greater scale. So I know it may feel dark. I know it may feel lonely. I know you may feel hurt. I know you may feel so much pain and so much suffering, but my word says that the suffering cannot compare to the joy that is coming. I probably said that wrong and mis mis messed up some words, but the suffering cannot compare to the joy that is coming. So when you feel like you're going through something, when you feel like hell is knocking on your door, when you feel like you're at your last, at, your, at, at the last straw, when you feel like you're ready to throw in the towel,
power. That should encourage you even more to know that joy is knocking on your door. Remember when I said, step into the joy of the Lord with me. Come on, somebody. I need you to encourage yourself. Say that I am more than enough. Say that I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Say that I am not depressed, that I have the joy of the Lord and the joy of the Lord is my strength. Come on, sometimes you got to really, that's why you got to be in your word because you got to pray his word over you. The Bible says that his word cannot return unto him void. Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. So every word that he speak is the truth. So God, that you said that you love me, you say that you love me. So I would never try to seek love in the wrong places because when I seek love in the wrong places, it draws me far from you. When I seek love in the wrong places, it makes me unhappy. When I seek love in the wrong places, it ends up hurting me. But when I seek your perfect love, perfect love, do it, cast out all fear. So when I seek perfect love, it casts out all fear. Now I'm no longer fearful to step out on faith and start this business. No, I'm not fearful to step out on faith and continue this YouTube channel. No, I'm not fearful to step out on faith and move out of my home with my parents. No, I'm not. Do you get my point? I am preaching tonight. I'm preaching. So I want to encourage somebody on the other end to step into the joy of the Lord with me. Get your life back. You have to decree a thing. You got to speak it out of your life. You see, the enemy knows that we have power in our tongue. And he knows that we have so much power in our tongue that when we say the name Jesus, the Bible says he trembles at the name of Jesus. So sometimes when things don't work out right, I, I promise you, I kid you not. And it's probably, sorry, y'all, I need a new microphone, okay? So if y'all want to help me with that, let me know. So it's probably because, I don't even know what I was talking about. But with the enemy knows he, he, he's fearful of the name Jesus. Oh, here it is. So when I like almost get into an accident, something almost happened, I'm not, I don't cuss. And I'm, I'm completely honest with you. And I know there's some people who are saved and they still cuss and they don't see nothing wrong with that. And that's a personal preference. I just never grew up cussing. I've never, you know, um, adapted like I just never did it and I don't do it. And so now, you know how some people just be driving and something happened. They say they let one out, they let it rip the F word or D word, whatever it is. Okay. Me, I think it's because how I was raised, but every time something happened, I'm like, Jesus. And so that's my instant reaction. Right. And so I say all that to say that when we say the name Jesus, that demons tremble. That means that when you say the name Jesus, that demonic source of depression trembles. When you say the name Jesus, those suicidal thoughts have to become subject to his name. When you say the name, do you get my point here? That procrastination has to break off of your life. When you say the name Jesus. So I want to encourage you to continue to lift up the name that is above every name. The Bible says in Philippians that God has highly exalted him, giving him a name that is above every name. So that name is above cancer. That name is above infirmities. That name is above any sickness. That name is above any schizophrenia. That name is above any depression. That name is above any insecurity. That name is above any um, gender 
uh, 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 gender confusion, identity confusion. That name is above all of that. When you say the name Jesus, everything that the enemy has presented has to become subject to his name. So you will not live depressed forever. You will not live lonely forever. You will not live in fear forever. You will not live, but you shall die. And I even prophesy that you won't die premature death, that you won't die because my podcast is to young people. So what do I mean? You won't die before your time. You will not die before a certain age. You will not die at a young age. And I prophesy that to you, listener, that whatever you're going through, yes, and I even just saw like, like young people, they are coping their feelings with drugs, right? right? So I prophesy that God even breaks addiction off of you so that you will not overdose and die and almost kill yourself or anything like that, or that you will not get intoxicated and get behind a wheel. Like I release the wisdom of Yahshua over your life. And I prophesy that the Holy Spirit would always, always, always speak to you and guide you and lead you. I'm already praying. So will you pray with me? Father, I li- I pray for the other listener on the other end. I, I pray for the listeners on the other end that they, re- that they receive this word with an open heart, that your love um, begin to pour out on them, that they are broken for you, for they're not broken for man. They're not broken for money. They're not broken for, for things of this world, but they're broken for Jesus. And Jesus, I pray, I thank Thank you, Lord, that you are the potter and we're the clay. So all those broken pieces that may be in their heart, that you do the mending, that I, you put the pieces of the puzzle together. I feel like that's always my prayer, Lord, because this is a healing podcast. So Father, you do the operation, you do the surgery, do whatever you got to do to make them whole again and to free them from the thing that is breaking them. Jesus, free them from the thing that is breaking them. We love you, Yeshua, in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray for your free. Freedom, listener, that God frees you from the thing that is breaking you. I love you. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and I hope it ministered to you. I know I was moving fast and going and going and going. There was no really, no, really no downtime, but there was a word that came out of me. And I just wanted to encourage you to keep going, keep vibing with him and keep healing. I love you, fam. And I'm continuously praying for you. I love you. Peace. Welcome to Healing Conversations. Healing Conversations. Healing Conversations.